What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful here with a name you know. We got an AEW star competing in New Japan at Capital Collision May 14th in Washington, D.C. against Tomohiro Ishii, who I just got to see in Cincinnati a couple days ago. We got Eddie Kingston. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Just got cleared. Uh, got hit with the fireball and uh, caught the corner of my left eye. So it was a little blurry for a couple days, but... All things considered, it looked like you came out of that pretty well, right? Uh, unscathed. It was just, it was a little worrisome that I couldn't, there was like a little blind spot in my left eye. It was, it was a little blurry, but I just got cleared, so I'm good. Listen, if you and, Mox ever, re- if you and Mox ever reunited and he brought back the eye patch. I would smack him. I, I don't want that eye patch. I hate <laughs> he did eye a full patches. interview with me with an eye patch on. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he, know, he knows I hated the eye patch. I told him, let it go. Let him see it. <laughs> So you're working New Japan. I mean, obviously, some really exciting things are happening with AEW in New Japan. But yeah, we yeah, we are in this crazy. position now where you can just be like, yeah, I'm going to work uh, this this Capital Collision show on May 14th, and it's like not a big political issue for between the companies or anything like that. You're you're working Tomohiro Ishii. You're you're fighting Tomohiro Ishii. What does that feel like to be able to to work for a company that? obviously influenced you to some degree you've spoken about your love of japanese wrestling uh before yeah yeah i don't think people fully understand they yes my favorite wrestling was all japan during the 90s but i watched new japan as well because i remember the three musketeers i remember keiji mudo uh aka the great muda who was the first japanese wrestler i ever saw uh then there of course is masahiro chono who was mm-hmm. I thought the STF was the deadliest move in the world. I remember Jim Ross screaming about it on commentary and Chono learned it from Lou Fez, you know what I mean? And that's a name you know, even if you don't, you never seen sure. it, of course, seen him work, you know, wrestle, but you know the name. And then you had uh, Shinji Hashimoto, who was just a badass. You know what I mean? He was my personal favorite, but you know what I mean? I know the history and, and, and it means a lot. That's why I mentioned Tenru and, and Ricky Choshu to Ishii. You know what I mean? To let him know, I, I know who trained you, dog. I watched them. I studied them as well. So I know who they are. You know what I mean? Like, and I know the history. And it just, it, it means, that's why I give it a, a kiss. I wipe my feet, of course. And I give a kiss to the, uh, to the logo in the middle of the ring. Take my hand, put a little kiss on it. Out of respect. You know what I mean? So it, yeah, it feels great. And I, all that political stuff, I never, I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. You know, as soon as I was able to work with uh, AEW and I was lucky enough and blessed enough to do it, uh, Strong hit me up a couple of weeks later and AEW, even before this working relationship, I guess, it was like, yeah, okay, yeah, go ahead and do it. So I never saw the political side, but for those who did, sorry, now you don't have to see it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Strong is such a good show. I love it. Like, when yeah. I looked at it, I, I've said this before, it's what I thought, like, NXT should have been. You've got this mm. mix of, like, brand new talent that you see. You've got people that will pop up and just show up there and be like, look, I'm a huge star. I'm here. But you've got these unique, fresh matchups. Like, you'll see people that are on an ROH show one week, then an Impact show next week, then an AEW show the next week. It's it's so loaded. Like, you never know what you're going to see there. And uh, Tomohiro Ishii was just, I just watched him in an Impact main event two days ago yeah. against Josh Alexander. Josh Alexander has popped up over on Strong as well. well. How does it make you feel to know that all these 
I hate to use the term forbidden door, but it's a pay-per-view now. So I yeah, guess now it's, it's a for- thing. Now, <laughs> now it's officially a thing. Yeah, and, now uh, you're promoting something. So. Yeah, called, called the forbidden door. Not my favorite saying, you sure. know what I mean? But I'll take it. But how does it make you feel to know that like all these doors are open and the people that you want to work, are? it's not going to be that hard to make it happen? That's amazing. It's an amazing feeling. You know what I mean? You never really, I, in my 20 year career, I never seen it like this where everybody's working together. Uh, there's no like political BS where, or like, I don't like this person because of whatever it's, Oh, you want to do the show? Fine. Go make your money. Or, or, well, that's a really good matchup. We, you know what I mean? We, maybe we can show it here. There, everybody's trying to work together, which is, what I thought wrestling should or was, you know what I mean? Remember, I'm an 80s baby, so I sure. grew up at the tail end of the territory. So I saw, at one point in time, all the territories trying to work together to beat Vince. You know what I mean? So As, I thought that's the way it was supposed to be. Not to beat Vince, but yeah, to work together and have more places to work. So I, I, I think it's great. I, I've guarantee, never seen like this. I guarantee Forbidden Door is going to be better than Super Clash 3. Guaranteed. I'm gonna make that uh, guaranteed right now. It's good. Hopefully, hopefully, I don't want to say nothing because I'm not on the. I don't know if I'm on the card, so I can't say if it's gonna be a good event. I hate to do the cliche like dream match thing, but if you had your choice, like I'm gonna face this person at Forbidden Door, who would it be? Well, I already have Ishii at, at Strong, so sure. that was number one uh, okay. for uh, for New Japan for Shin, Shin Nippon Pro Rest. Hopefully, I said it right. Yeah, but. uh he was like, Ishii was the guy, Tanahashi, of course, because he, to me, Tanahashi saved, you know, pro, uh, pro rest at one point in time, sure. especially for New Japan. So, of course, him, Nagata, of course, because when, you know, that whole run that he had with the IWGP title, you know what I mean? Going 60 with Chono and other, and other matches, facing off against the shooters. Yes. During a time period that was a little rough, but he was he was in there. He was a a warrior. Uh, but for Forbidden Door, I don't know if it can happen. But we talk about Forbidden Door, it would be Akiyama. Okay. I know he doesn't work with New New Japan, or he's not with them. I know he's with DDT. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean. Forbidden Door, right? Let's let everybody. And AEW seems can't. to have a pretty good relationship with DDT as well. Yeah, again, I don't know anything about that. I just say, <laughs> hey, this is my dream match, or hey, this is the dude I want to work with. Uh, either, you know what I mean, Somebody, Chris Daniels comes back to me and tells me Tony said no, <laughs> or Tony said yes, or Tony, when he gets excited, he'll tell me yes. You know what I mean? So, another scam call. Here we go. Got oh, it. boy. All, right. <laughs> all the <laughs> yeah, time, man. If I don't recognize a number, I almost guarantee it's a scam call. Like, yeah, I just don't. I just don't answer. And I've had many people call me and go, "Why don't you have my number saved?" I go, "Oh, my bad. Sorry, sorry. I don't have my voice." I have a real problem either. saving. I have a real problem saving numbers. I've had Mox's number since he started. Since I met him, I had some version of his number since I met him in uh, CZW all those years ago. His- and I ne- I haven't saved it since I got to AEW. <laughs> His mom watched me get my hair sawed off by Awesome Kong. We did it for like a charity spot. And oh, she's wow. like, she's this nice, like really sweet woman. And she's just watching it and like she's wide eyed. And I'm like, she probably thinks this, cra- this is crazy. And then I'm like, wait, look who her son is. This is like, yeah. the, this yeah. doesn't even register. 
No. She's just like that's why that's why she sat there and said, "Okay, I see. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I've seen worse." Handed me a nice hair tie because she's a wonderful lady. It didn't even <laughs> register for her. Like she's Mm-mm. like, "That's sweet. That's yeah, sweet. that's nice. Yeah." Uh, so it was it was revealed that New Japan they're getting their visas in order. We've got uh, American talent going back over to Japan. We've got guys like yep. Alex Zane, which is great to see getting a, getting a crack at New Japan. But for yep. a couple years, it, it wasn't it wasn't realistic, like because of of the the status of the world and all that. Is that something that you you're looking forward to possibly doing going back over to Japan? I know it's been a while for you, right? Yeah, last time I was in Japan was 2011. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, for uh, Osaka Pro at the time. Uh, yeah, G1's always been a goal. You know what I mean? I was talking to somebody the other night, trying to. It was a youngin in the locker room. I'm not going to say who, but I was trying to explain to them when I broke in my biggest goals were ECW right before they closed uh, all Japan at the time before the Noah split and then new Japan. And I wanted to be in all the tournaments. That's cool. So of course the G one's always a goal. You know what I mean? If it's not this year, it'll be a goal next year. If not after that, it'd be a goal again. And, and, and for me personally, the competitor in me, it's not just about being invited to the G one. It's about, actually winning it, not doing good, not just making it to the finals and other people will be happy about that. No, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make it, I'm trying to live forever. I'm trying to have my legacy live forever. So I'm trying to win the whole thing. You know what I mean? Speaking of very- so G1, there's your answer. Anyone listening, G1, there let's you go. go. That's the headline you know right I mean? there. Speaking three of- musketeers want to give me one. <laughs> I'll take it. Speaking of very important things you were invited to, you were recently on RJ City's show. Um, that <laughs> how was he's that? one of the worst people. Oh, it was horrible. Of I hated course. every second of it. He's the worst. I don't understand it. I, I did <laughs> you know interview. Excuse me. I, did I just in- don't. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I just don't. No, no, no. I know you did an interview with him, and I know it was probably horrible. Yeah, yeah. I, I well, uh, I, I set it up. I he came down. And he's like, "Hey, let's do an interview." Knowing that Thunder Rosa was coming down, I was like, "Oh, she'll bump him. No problem. No problem." So she got in there and she kicked him out and everything was good. Everything yeah, was good. Of course she did. Of course she did. Knowing her, of course she did. She loved it probably. Yeah. Yeah. Known this guy, That's for, why, three, known this yeah. guy for three years. He didn't give me the scoop when he worked with AEW or WWE. I had to find out, had to find out with the rest of the world. Doesn't give me any news when we do the interviews. Talks about Ed Asner the whole time. Yeah, of course he did. Ed course, Asner that's why, I call him, that's why I call him RJ Shitty. He yeah, loves that, that nickname. He loves that nickname. <laughs> so let, let's open up the lighter side of Eddie Kingston. You've, you've been pretty light here today anyway, but yeah. I've got a series of questions. Okay. NSYNC or the Backstreet Boys? 98 degrees. How about that? Really? I'll hey, throw that Nick, in there. Nick Lachey's kind of local here. Cincinnati-ish there you go. area. Yeah, there you go. 98 Poor degrees. Guy. Were you ever an O-Town guy? I don't even know what that is. That was the the making the band group, and they had the song, and then when you listen to it, you're like, this is about a wet dream. This song is about a wet dream. It's very weird that they put that. Like, I missed that. I missed that. It was very bad. It was very bad. Um, I, w- I have a segment called Shooting Softly. It's the opposite of shooting hard. You know on, on YouTube, you'll go on there and you'll see Simon Gott shoots hard on Enzo Amore, like one of those. So I asked people <laughs> to say nice things 
about people in wrestling. Oh, that's going to be rough. I know. I'll start off with easy ones. Santana and Ortiz. Uh, My blood. That's my bloodline. You know what I mean? We're brothers. You, You know what I respect about them? When you ran over the kid in Impact, they pulled Conan out of the way and not the kid. I don't know why that kid was out at two o'clock in the morning. He was up to no good. I don't understand this. Why would what parents would let him hang out with Conan at two o'clock in the morning? So, were you charged with anything? I wasn't there. (laughs) You weren't there. (laughs) I don't know. Like I know what you're talking about because people have sent me it, but I I wasn't there. Who could who could have possibly? It was superimposed footage, I would imagine. Anyway. Oh, I just, I've never seen it because I don't know. It never happened. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, if you had to go to lunch with Cesaro or CM Punk and have a nice salad, which would order the least disgusting salad? I wouldn't go out with them. Sure, but if I you would, had I, to. If I had to, I would... Uh, Whatever salad they got, I guess they would get a Greek salad. Who knows what they would get? But uh, I would just wind up trying to stab them with the fork. That, that makes sense. But, I mean, so, yeah. you, you got to make sure it's, like, a good fork. Uh, a friend of mine almost got stabbed with, like, one of those hybrid plastic, like, the handle. With those oh, that can, still, that can still get you if you get it in the eye. Okay, that's a good point. Because this one just broke off. But, I yeah. mean. I'm not exactly a crafty vet of stabbing stuff, so. No, I, I can find a way to make a weapon. You're good. <laughs> what is the most unusual thing you've seen a weapon made out of? Man. I just remember as a kid. Uh, a kid took a whiffle ball bat, right? Okay, yeah. Corked it with a bunch of rocks to make it heavy. Then taped up the bottom, right? And then put, uh, <laughs> we were nuts, put nails on it. That's some ingenuity. Like, like glued, like super glued, like gorilla grip glued nails on it. Yeah, and you know, then we went to the fight. It was, it was a crazy day. Like that's something that I had never considered. Like, you know, you fill up the wiffle ball. He corked it. He corked it. Listen. Yeah, it was a, it was a, we were different kids then. We were different kids. That was, that was the Maguire Sosa era for sure, because he was, he was slapping dingers with that thing the next day. That's right. I, like, like I, like I tell people, we were like the ducky boys. If oh. you ever seen the movie, the wanderers or whatever, you know what I mean? Sure. We were oh. the ducky boys. Back, back to you saying nice things about people. I think, I think it's mm. a good, <laughs> it's a good segment. Uh, okay, well, we'll go another easy one. John Moxley. I mean, you don't hate him too much, do you? No, no, no. I, I don't hate him. I, I like busting his balls. He's, I, in all honesty, Moxley's my dude. That's 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 my man forever. Like, I got him. I know he got me. But now, on the lighter side, he loves telling me he's famous. And uh, he is though. And he, and he loves and he loves telling me he wrote a book. It's he's a good famous. book. It's a yeah, very... yeah, I would never tell him that. But yeah. Yeah. You read his book, though, didn't you? He'll never know. He'll never know. Maybe I, think, I did. See, I Maybe think that's I your way of saying yes. I think it'd be easier for you to just go, no, I didn't read that shit. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. I don't know. 
Man, uh, we also saw you work Defy recently. So, I mean, th- that's one of the yeah. benefits of AEW. You're still able to go out and work like House of Glory and Defy and places like that. Yeah. Is, is that something that, that remains like important to you, being able to do that? Uh, but, I mean, also, paydays don't hurt, but uh, you get <laughs> you get the freedom to sort of work your schedule uh, as you wish, too. Yeah. Uh, to me, money's never been a factor. Sure. Because if, if, if I did this for money, I would not be – Good point. I would have been out two years in. Yeah. You know what I mean? After getting twenty dollars to split amongst eight of us. But um no, it's just it's fun. I like giving back to the independents because for so long I was on the independents and they kept me fed. So I like I like giving back to certain places or you know what I mean, whoever you know, tries to book me and I try to do good by the people who did good by me. That's why you'll see me at Defy. Mm-hmm. Or then next thing you know, you'll see me at Glory Pro and people be like, why is he at Glory Pro? Those dudes are good people to me. I love you what, what I've mean? been doing. I love what they do. Yeah. Same thing with AAW and AIW, like certain places, you know, I just try to go to the people who are good, good to me and try to give back now. That's it. AIW has some of the the greatest stories of all time. I'm not even talking about in the ring. I'm talking about Sid, like no showing, blaming. Oh, I was there for that. Yeah, that was a. I I don't know. I don't know what happened that day, but seeing John Thorne almost look like he was going to puke was the was the best. I loved what they did though. They had EC3 show up as Sid and sign all yeah yeah tense. I thought that was brilliant. I would. I tried to interview EC3 as Sid, and he was like, he was going to do it. And then that's like like the next day he got the call to sign with WWE, so we couldn't oh, wow. do it. And I was like, man, come on now, come on now. <laughs> so uh, we talked about about you uh, popping up in, a- in AEW, but you had that match with Cody that opened a lot of people's eyes. It exposed you to a completely new yeah. audience for some people. What did you go into that match expecting? Nothing. I was expecting uh, at that point in time that was just a payday because I was broke. It was legit. The the pair of boots I had, I bought two days ago, two days before the match on Amazon because I sold my boots to uh, pay for the mortgage and I sold a a lot of my gear. Uh, One of the guys, speaking of the five, one of the guys that bought my gear actually gave it back to me and said he just did it to support me. That's incredible. And I, you know, I gave the dude a big hug and thanked him, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, so I was just looking at that as a payday. It wasn't to me, it wasn't a tryout. To me, it wasn't trying to get signed. It was, I need this money so I can survive. You know what I mean? Survive another month and hopefully this, at the time, this pandemic slows down or something, you know? Yeah. Because none of us knew what was going on. We still don't know. But, you know, that's the way I looked at it. And then, you know, going in there with Cody, I was just like, I'm going to beat him up. I'm going to be rough. I'm going to be me. I'm rough. If you want to grapple i can do that i i trained in it you know what i mean i know what i'm doing i'm still trying to train in it when i feel like it you want to strike i can strike i trained in muay thai i've been doing this game for a while but you know i like going in there and being rough and cody was there for it and he was ready for it and he gave it back and it was fun that was the best that to me that's the best part it was fun it looked a lot of fun and I, I was there at Double or Nothing uh, last year, and it was really one of the first full crowds since you had, had joined. 
So, yeah. I mean, during the pandemic, you get the limited crowds, of course, and we're still in the pandemic. What am I saying? But uh, during that time, you had very limited crowds. But the first time you're in front of a full crowd, they are white hot for you. I mean, they are. I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, was, it, was, it was it was scorching different. for you. Yeah, that was how, different. How did that feel for you to know, like, yeah, this is working pretty well? Ah. <laughs> uh, This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash fightful. I didn't even think of it like that. I was kind of mad at Mox because <laughs> he was right. I was mad at him. Well, first off, when it, when it comes to fans and how they react to me, I don't, I don't care if you boo me or cheer me. I just want you to react to me. I really don't. I, I act the way I act in the ring and everyone says, you know, inside baseball here. Baby face heel, I'm neither, I'm just me. So it's it's on you to take me for what I am. But if you don't react, that's why I get nervous. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't care. Just react. But you know, Mox, you know, I, I always like the busters. I just like to be opposite of him. Just to bother him. You know what I mean? Sense. So he can say the sky's blue and I'd be like, nah, it's red. Just to, you know, bother him. <laughs> But as we're about to walk out, and he right before he kicks open the door, he he says, "You're welcome," and get ready to be the biggest baby face in the company. And right when he kicked in the door, I went, "What the what the fuck did you say?" And then that was it. And then we went out there, and it just it was overwhelming. Uh, of course, everyone likes being cheered. I don't care who you are. You know what I mean? But again, you like it, but you understand you in this business, you need them to react to you either way. You know what I mean? Yeah. You need a reaction. But yeah, there was it was surreal. There was a moment where I just looked at Mox and he just like gave me his little side smile. And I was like, ah, oh, you piece of shit. And then it was just into the match we had to go. And I tell everybody I felt like even though I was signed, I felt like I arrived. At AEW, like I felt like I belonged after that match versus the Young Bucks, and that you know the crowd had to do a lot with that. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's a definitely special moment. 
it was it was electric there and kind of like you mentioned one of the one of the things i love most about pro wrestling there's a guy like you and i think people like you because it feels like like what we imagine you to be outside of <laughs> of of the ring but then there's Welcome a guy like the undertaker time. and i don't think anybody ever envisioned him doing like lightning and all this wizardry it's the opposite of what we would imagine somebody and both of those things can be like hugely successful and popular and then everything in between that that's like one of the arts of pro wrestling i think from from a character standpoint from an in-ring standpoint are there you had mentioned you training muay thai and grappling and stuff like that are there things that you've seen evolve in america that you're like finally i'm glad that's picking up i'm glad that's that's happening a little bit more Mm. Especially like maybe that were influenced by by all Japan in the nineties. Oh yeah, yeah. But I I saw that right before I broke in with okay. the early Ring of Honor. What Loki and and Brian Danielson oh, and Christopher Daniels and uh, even you know uh, Reckless Youth and uh, you know others they were bringing that. Actually, in the beginning, they were bringing the New Japan Junior style to the Indies in like the late 90s and then by the time ring of honor started they were bringing all that other stuff so with even samoa joe prime example you know what i mean yeah so it was already at the style that i liked i was also doing not correctly but i was also (laughs) doing that was still new still learning and so that to me that style has always been around what i find so amazing it's because I can't do it. It's things like guys like Ray Phoenix. Oh, he's amazing. Guys like the Bucks. Guys like my best friend Penta, uh, Dante, and and his brother. Like, just and I just I just saw this kid Ninja Mac. I know oh, he's been around Jesus. for a minute. Do you watch his Bloodsport match? No, I didn't oh. get to see that. But I'm talking about. I'm seeing the stuff he's like the gifts he's doing in Noah. Yeah. Seeing things like that. That to me, that's an evolution of wrestling. You know what I mean? The 10 years from now, there's going to be other guys who are even more agile and you do crazier, wackier stuff. You know what I mean? It all evolves. You know what I'm saying? And I also respect that kind of stuff that those guys do that people call again, inside baseball call spot monkeys or whatever they want to call them. I don't call them any. I show them respect because guess what? I can't do it. And I bet you if I could do it, it wouldn't be as smooth as theirs or as good as theirs and wouldn't, you know what I mean, get the people like they do, you know? So I just think the sport evolves whether you you want it to or not. The sport evolves just like society does. You know what I mean? So, And, and even as a kid, like Too Cold Scorpio comes out as Ron Simmons' mystery partner, and I'm like, it doesn't get any crazier than this. This is this yeah. is the height of agility in pro wrestling. And That's the guy. First guy I saw do a four fifty was yeah. Two Cold, and he, Two Cold's a great great dude with me anyway. That's my man. What up? What people up? forget what? he's UFC heavyweight size. Not not like not like a yeah. small UFC heavyweight either. Like he's two forty. He's no, he's a thick boy. He's a like, thick boy, but he he just still it's insane what he would do. And then he evolved from there, like you said. Next, you know, six thirties and yeah. Or shooting star presses from Liger, and now I've seen people do double shooting shooters yeah. into a leg drop or something. I was like, "What is going on?" I remember I would find like backyard wrestling clips on Kazaa or whatever, 
and there would be like kids doing standing star presses. And I was like, what, how can they possibly yeah. do that? <laughs> yeah. And then guys like you look at guys like amazing red, you know what I mean? When he was, he was the, I, he was the first person I would see doing a running shooting star in the ring and the Yoshi tonic or the code red. And the, a lot of the stuff you see today, guys like him invented, you yeah. know what I mean? Like the Canadian destroyer was invented by quiet storm. You know what I mean? And, you know, he was a New York indie guy and now he, he was in Noah. I think he's in Osaka pro now. Just uh, things like that. You know what I mean? It always evolves. Yeah. So as we start to wrap up, uh, you said that Chris Jericho and AEW called you collect last week. Oh no, I called them. Collect. You called them collect. Okay. So yeah. in the nineties and early two thousands, what did you use? Was it 10, 10, 220? Was it call ATT or was it collect? Collect, collect. Because then you you call them, they go, "What? Who? Who's calling? Hey, what's up? How you doing? I'm over here at East 237th Street. I'll yes. meet you at nine. And then you hung up. Well, That's listen, can... Stone Cold would have been happy with you. Do you remember that commercial? Yeah, I remember that commercial. Yeah, <laughs> I remember be- that. He beat D'Lo's ass because D'Lo yeah. didn't call him collect. He laid no, it in. No, I tell you right now, if. If Jericho had a beep, I would have probably sent them 7.30 or something. I would have beeped them that. <laughs> when do you when do you think was the last time you made a collect call? Well, besides this past week, obviously. Yeah, besides this past week. Uh, man, the last one I remember was like 1999. <laughs> I remember on the corner. That's, that's all I Tony, Tony, Tony Khan even, who, uh, <coughs> let me tell you, his family's well off. He even said, yeah, I remember calling my parents collect to let them know that I was leaving the, the, the movie theater. They had the old yep. commercial, Bob, we had a baby, it's a boy. That's how you had to get around the system. And that's how you got around it. You know what I mean? Did you ever get re- like your name rejected? Because I had that a couple times. Where no, I never did that. I never got my name rejected. They rejected my name a couple times. And like, I wonder if it was an error or like if they were... When you're a kid, you think that somebody's on the line listening at all times. Oh, as a kid, I still think there's somebody on the line. With the people I know, and I hear the little beep, the little yeah. like, oh, at the, yeah, the people I know and the people I talk to, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're not listening. Yeah. <laughs> not listening to us at all. Yeah. I've been a good boy for years now, and I, come on. Oh my gosh. Eddie Kingston, New Japan Capital Collision, May 14th. Don't want to take up too much of your time, but I could talk to you about wrestling all day, man. I don't know. I'm all about it, but I want to talk about strong real quick. Yeah, please. That's, that's, that's uh, what I was getting and the re- I don't know the date. You could say the date and where it's at and all that. Cause that's not my, that's not my uh, uh, thought process. Sure. That's not where I'm at. Where I'm at right now is that it's going to be an honor to step in there with Ishii mm-hmm. and test myself. Because this is what it's about. I loved my favorite style of pro wrestling is from Japanese pro wrestling, pro rest. Whether you want to label it strong style, which was a no keys, whether you want to name it King's Road, which was Giant Baba's, or we can go UWFI, we can go shoot with Pancras, we can do or go hardcore with FM, whatever you want. That style has influenced me and made me fall in love with pro wrestling even more actually brought me back, but I'm also not going there to be some type of bitch whip boy that Ishii can just be like, look, I beat this dude that's on TV. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm also not going in there having this guy think, oh, I don't know what I'm talking about, or I don't have the heart to do that style. Ishii's going to have to understand he could do whatever style he wants, and that's fine. I'm going to hit him. I'm going to try to stretch him. No, no, I even try. I'm going to hit him. I'm going to stretch him. I'm going to drop him on his head. Because my thing is, I'm not representing AEW. I'm not representing New Japan. I'm not representing what I feel pro wrestling should be. I'm representing myself as a man stepping in there with Ishii. And people can sit there and say, oh, Eddie's just talking shit. Yeah, I, I talk shit because I can, and no one's been able to stop me yet. No one's broke my jaw yet. Yet. <laughs> I know what's going to happen. But to me, this is not talking shit because this is, this, is this is my profession. This is the style that I love. You know what I mean? So I'm going to mix up what I am to him, and I'm going to beat his ass. So, and I'm not planning on losing so you, you guys can tell the office that. I'm not planning on bowing down to anybody from Shinny Pong Pro Rest. I'm not, that's not me, because that's not fighting spirit, boys. I'm not a mark either. So I'm not gonna bow down to no, no man. If I don't bow down to my father or Jesus Christ, I'm not bowing down to no other man. You know what I mean? So anyway, New Japan Strong, see you there, folks. No. <laughs> my gosh, Capital Collision, May 14th. He has not bowed down to his uh, smoke detector battery. That much I tell you. I, I, you hear it, right? I, 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 I have I fixed it, and then it went again. I don't understand. So, now I'm used to it. I'm just used to it now. There's just a big hole where mine used to be because I got tired and I just ripped the thing out. I'm thinking about – it's not even the smoke alarm. It's the security system. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get a nice little fucking house. Trust me, folks. It ain't crazy, but I'm a homeowner. And then my mother, who I love to death, my mother goes, you got to have security. <laughs> I'm like, Ma, I got a baseball bat in the room. Yes. I got a knife near the door. I'm fine. A wiffle ball bat full of rocks. You're good full to of rocks and nails. You know what I mean? I got the back door boarded up. You know, she's, she goes, you're not back in Yonkers. You're not back in the Bronx. You need a security system. I love it. So we got this thing, and there it goes again. It beats. I fixed it two months ago. And legit two weeks ago, I started beeping again. I told my girlfriend, like, what, 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 what are we doing? What are we doing here? <laughs> also, everybody's saying, uh, yeah, look, have I been married this, to a woman for 20 years? And I have a girlfriend? Yeah, and that woman's been pro wrestling. That's what people didn't understand. I've been married to professional wrestling. And that's why it all goes back to Ishii, because without pro wrestling, I would never have married pro wrestling. So think about it. There you go, guys. New Japan, Capital Collision, May 14th in Washington, D.C. New Japan Strong puts on an insane show. You should check it out. You can also see Eddie Kingston almost every week on AEW Dynamite, uh, Wednesdays on TBS. Eddie, this means so much to me. Thank you oh, so don't, much. Oh, don't forget Rampage. Hey, and Rampage. Rampage. I'm, there co- I'm there covering Rampage every week. Boy, do uh, I li- did I like that five thirty start time this week? Oh, I, I know a lot it. of people did. A lot of I didn't know. So I thank God for YouTube TV. I had to go back and get watch yeah. it because I didn't know. I went at ten o'clock to go on my, and I went. Why is it not? Oh, so at least I had it recorded. I and sorry it. for the beeping. This fucking security <laughs> bullshit alarm. You know what I mean? 
Eddie Kingston, I want to thank you so much, man. It, it means the world. No, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Until next time, guys, we're out. Eddie Kingston said that he had to take a collect call from AEW and Chris Jericho last week, and he wants reimbursed. He wants his money. Well, fortunately, I've got a solution for him. I'm going to save him some money right now. NordVPN.com slash Fightful, the fastest VPN in the world that works on all his devices. Phone, desktop, laptop, PC, router, TV, tablet, doesn't matter. Works on all those. You can get 70% off an additional month free and a 30-day money-back guarantee with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Threat protection as well. He was always worried about the threats, and there's plenty of them out there. Malware, online trackers, hackers, annoying pop-up ads. You don't want to deal with all that stuff. Plus, get access to a lot of geo-restricted content. Eddie Kingston's a big fan of Japanese wrestling. You know what? There are some things that New Japan World in Japan has that they don't have in the U.S. NordVPN.com slash Fightful is your solution for that. Maybe you want the WWE Network in Canada. You don't like the way that things are going with the service you have now. NordVPN.com slash Fightful gets you there. Hope you enjoy our interview with Eddie Kingston.